Hi, and welcome to What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner podcast, where we speak to adult migrant learners about their English language journey and discover the trials and triumphs of learning a new language and assimilating to the Australian way of life. I'm your host, Emma Omran. Mary is from Sudan. She has completed several courses in the health sector, health services, aged care and disability, and is currently working at the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence as a home carer. Miriam has always been a very determined individual and strives to achieve her goals no matter how difficult the task may be. She has two young children and is supported by her family to reach her goal in becoming a nurse. Miriam discusses her achievements thus far and speaks of her experiences in the classroom. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you so much for being part of the first series. And I'm just going to start by asking you about your background, where you're from and how long you've been in Australia. I'm from Sudan, exactly from Khartoum. I've came to Australia 2013. I've been in Australia doing like some courses. I've done uh, my hours, finished my hours. Then I start do health service assistant course. I finished it and I applied and I 2019 I start working. Yeah, in 2018 I've done an uh, employment course. And now I'm doing HK and disability. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm working with Brotherhood of St. Lawrence as a home carer. And I'm married. I've got two kids. That's great. One girl, one boy. And you're doing all of that. Yeah. You're a very, very busy lady. You're doing a lot. I have to. I have to. That's great. So clearly you're, you're very determined. Yeah. I, I don't like to stay just at home doing nothing. So I've decided to do something to make me busy. I'm busy with my kids. Also, I need something to get knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So good on you. Well done. Thank you. you. You've done really well and you've probably got other goals. So yes. even when you finish this, it looks like you want to keep moving forward. What else would you like to do? When I start uh, my hours in English language, I said I want to be an, uh, working as a nurse. And then I put my goals to start with health service and then HK and then disability. And then I will start maybe next year, hopefully, if I've got a time or chance, I will do uh, nursing. And then I will continue to in bachelor. In nursing. Oh, bachelor in nursing. Yeah. Wow. If well I've got done. the time, I'm not sure, but I will try my best. From what you've told me already, I think you will do it. You, I, I think so. you will do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. No, yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah. You should be very happy with what you've achieved. You've achieved a lot. Mm-hmm. When did you say you arrived in Australia? How long? 2013. 2013. So that's a really good achievement in not a very short, short time. Yeah, yeah, not really a large amount of time. So that's excellent, Miriam. Yeah, thank you. I want to talk to you about, about your English language. You speak quite well. Did you already have a bit of English behind you before you came here? Yeah, I've been studying English language at my home in uh, Sudan. Uh, I've done uh, British school. I've studied about one year and then teach about one year too. And then I came in here and I studied employment in uh, level three also. It's gave me chance to apply for a work, 
employment because it's teaching me like uh, how to go for interview, how to speak when I'm interviewed. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that gave me the chance so I can get a job when I interviewed and interviewed well. And then they accept me in the work. I can already see the skill. You're speaking very well already and you're communicating on a very high level. Yeah, you know? thank yeah. you. And yes. then they asked me to do level four. Uh, yeah, I've enrolled, but I changed my mind. I said I want to do a uh, health service assistant because it's part of nursing, sort of. And I did it and I finished it. And then I applied for a work with the qualification of health service. I got a job as a cleaning or domestic for older elderly people at their houses. Okay. With a brotherhood of St. Lawrence. And then they asked me if I want to do uh, further studying in home care. I said, can I do HK? And they said to me, yes. Right. They right. offered me a company called Walnut Institute. Yep. I started the HK. Last Friday was the last class with the HK. Oh, fantastic. I finished it. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And now I'm doing medication and disability. Throughout all of your studies, what sort of challenges did you face? And if you did have any challenges, how did you overcome those challenges? One of the challenges, like I've got big words. I never heard them before, exactly with HK and disability courses. But it's okay because I'm searching in Google, our big friends. Google is the best friend anyone can ever have. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> searching in the library, some books, read and answer my questions. Sometimes I can't find them in the books, but still I'm asking some friends. When I finished work placement, I asked to do as a volunteering. I did volunteering there. And then I make also new friends over there. Oh, great. Carers and managers over there. Yes. I met them as my friend. And then sometimes if I didn't find the answer from all my friends or Google or library, I drive my car and went to do, uh, go to the Dutugala HK inside and ask them. Oh, that's brilliant. Me. Oh, good on you, Miriam. That's, that's really good. It's a good message to send yeah. in that. Really? Don't so give you need, up. You need to push yourself. You need to push yourself, yes. Go by yourself. Go to the thingy and ask. Yes. Yeah. It's also telling people that people are there to help. Yeah. I know that sometimes people hesitate and they think, oh, no one will help me or nothing will happen. But you don't realize how helpful people are. So I have to search for people to help me. Yes. They will not come by themselves and say, looks, Miriam, I'm going to help you. You do that. <laughs> no. I have to go you and search to... for them so they can help me. That's right. If you want something, you need to make the effort. Yeah. I think that's great. And, and thank you for sharing that because there might be people out there that are wanting to do what you're doing, but maybe sometimes it's the fear. Sometimes people get scared or they're unsure. And so in listening to these stories, like your story, you may be helping someone out there. It's just taking that first step. Yeah. And that's all you need. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no word. Thank you. And there's something else I want to say. Of course. The first day I arrived in Australia, my partner, he lived in Australia and then he sponsored me to come. And then when I arrived, I found all the Sudanese community in one house. They waiting for me to come. 
Oh. Then when I knocked the door and then the, there's little child opened the door, I said to him, hi, how are you? He said, she can talk English. <laughs> <laughs> she can speak. She understands the language. Yes. Okay. And I, sa- I said, yes. What's your name? And he said, he told me his name. And then all the kids, they came and sit around me. They start asking me and talking to me, and oh. I start singing some songs from my country, oh, you know, Arabic great. and English. Yes. And they like it. Yeah, I've started to study English language in particularly school for just English mm. because I've got an issue when I was young in uh, prep school up to year eight. There was a teacher who always bothering me because. English is my third language, not even the second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've yes. got mother tongue language and I've got Arabic and then the English. And then you've got the English. Okay. So yes. the, every day she came to give us spelling. I can't do all of them. I can't get the 100%. So she always bothering me. And oh. then I hate it and I rip the, the books, throw it in front of her. And I think that was year seven. And I say to her, I don't like English anymore. I don't like you. Okay. Because she's, she wasn't even giving me a chance to explain why I can't say that word exactly. All right. Why I can't write the spelling of long words exactly. Yes. And she couldn't help me at all, but she still keep bothering me. She keep punching me like, go and write it hundred times. Like, go stand in the against the wall until I say oh. to you. So... And it was hard for a child to yes. stand in the wall. Yes, yes. So I had English, but when I become like high school, I started to love it because in high school I've found different teacher. Yeah. And start to explain to me. And then when I finished high school, I didn't get it to do to university, but I decided to study English language in particularly school just for English. So I didn't get it hard. It was really easy because I've used some dictionaries. Yes. Also, I've went to libraries. But at that time, I got my teacher always with me. He's, he lives um, near my house. Every time we go together to the school and then we go to the library together. And so he helped me a lot. That's excellent because I was just thinking and listening to what you just said when that first story where you were getting frustrated. Yeah. So again, it's all on... The approach. Yep. Because the teacher didn't approach it well. Yeah. And it was almost being forced upon you and there was no room for explanation or for understanding. You got frustrated. Yep. But then as you got older and you came across teachers that were willing to take the time, you became... I became uh, love English. There's a big thing that I faced it is other people's language. They are talking in their language inside the class. Stand in front of them and I said, hey guys, listen to me. There's something I want to tell you. We are all friends in this school. And exactly in this class, we are friends too. But please, just English language inside the class. No any language. When you go out, you can talk whatever you want. Yes. Because we came here to learn. We came here to understand. If he talk his language and you talk your language, I talk my language, we're not going to listen to to the teacher. We're not going to understand what she said exactly. So please. And then 
every morning when I came, they are starting talking their language they when look I at you? came in the class. <laughs> <laughs> no one did. Yeah, no they one did to speak in their language. Hey, Mariam, how are you? How is your kids? I said, yeah, good, nice. How are you? And then they learn. Yes. When yes. I finish and I say to them, okay, bye. I start working. I will not come again, but I will see you outside. Oh, we're going to miss you. Oh, don't go. I'm going to just ask you, if you were given the task of helping Anyone, either if they're just newly arrived or someone that is really unsure of what to do and they don't really know much about Australia or where to start, what sort of advice or help would you give them? I would say okay, you you start uh, whatever you want to do, like English class or any course or anything, you start and ask for help. Yeah. You will do it anyway. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. you will do it. You will finish the class anyway. You will understand English language. Even with the simple words, you start talk. Yes. 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 If it's wrong, if it's right, you just start talk. Even a simple word, you can say whatever you want to say. People will understand People you. People understand you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you have that determination. Yeah. I think you need to have that too. You need to have you the drive. To. Yeah. If you don't have the drive then it will be a little bit more harder for you to then push. And then you have to be like, not always serious. You have to laugh sometimes, act, do something <laughs> for the class to laugh. I like that. That's actually a really good point. Thank you yeah, for making that's that. That's what Don't I'm doing in the class. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't yeah. take it too seriously. Yeah, I've got one teacher who never laughed. When I in, uh, enrolled to her class, I met her. You made her laugh? <laughs> I don't want to mention name. But she she loves until the the term finish. Oh, she always she always in the class love and all the staff come to look at the window. She's laughing. Yes, <laughs> she's laughing. <laughs> oh, good on you. Yeah. Good on you. And when I finished and I went and all the class said, well, since Miriam go, all the class zipped mouse. Oh. Nobody laughs. You need to laugh sometimes. I know it's hard and a lot of people, whether you're a migrant or not, everyone has some sort of struggle. Yep. So it's that unity. It's the importance of being compassionate, mm -hmm. having empathy, yep. coming together and trying to help one another in achieving your goal, particularly those that and, have come from overseas. And I know overseas. that everybody has situation or problem behind, but when you come to learn, close that one with deeper. Miriam, as you know, Cultural Diversity Week and Harmony Day is held in March. Yeah. Can you please explain in your own words what cultural diversity and Harmony Day is all about? I would say Harmony Day, it's the day that all the people who are coming from different countries, different places, different culture, different uh, traditional, they are, they are celebrating in that day and show all the people about their country, about their cultures, about their tradition. So in that day, they all wearing traditional clothes. They all uh, sharing their traditional food, and some of them they sharing traditional dance. So in that way, they can show their country and they can show who they are. So for myself, I can wear my traditional clothes like I'm wearing top colorful one and uh, sharing my traditional food like in my culture traditional food is like borage with soup but different way and 
Yeah, so everybody can test it and know who am I and from which country and what is my food taste like. So I've been involved in my daughter's school. And for last year, I did for them like something called uh, mini donut. And they actually like it. And I wear my daughter like a buyer and a scarf. And I wear top. But this year, I couldn't enjoy with them because I'm working. But I wear her a buyer. I dress my daughter Ebaya and I make for them something called awama. So it's similar to mini donut, but it has to be in uh, like honey. They all say to me, it's really delicious. Can you make again for next year? I said, okay, next year going to be something different. And then, yeah, it was really good. Even my daughter, she said, all the people eat it and finish it. I couldn't find someone for myself. I said, I left for you at home. <laughs> yeah, so it was really good. Thank you so much for your time. It was very good to see you again. You are welcome. And, and it's very good to have you today. Oh, thank you, Miriam. <laughs> and hopefully I'll see you again soon. Yeah, why not? Yes, thank you so thank much. You so Bye. Much. This episode is brought to you by What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner. Produced by Martin Franklin East Coast Studio. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your network.